Welcome to the e-commerce freedom podcast with your host, Oliver Denyer. Learn the practical steps you need to take to build a business you can run on your own terms. Escape the nine to five and work from anywhere in the world. Hey, how's it going? It's Ollie here. Very, very warm welcome to the e-commerce freedom podcast. So uh, in this episode, I want to talk to you a little bit about how to tell if your product is seasonal. And uh, in this case, uh, I want to walk you through an experience I had um, about 16 months ago, 18 months ago with the product when I realized it wasn't seasonal a little bit too late. Uh, And what happened with that? how I overcame it, and also how you can avoid that ever happening to you, because you really don't want that experience, and uh, it's so easy to avoid, it's so avoidable. So let me talk to you about this product, right, so this was a, an amazing product opportunity, and I found it like any other product, right, I'm scouring through Amazon, and I've got like a kitchen and home brand, right, so I've got a brand I sell uh, on Amazon, and most of the products surround kitchen and home we also do some baby stuff and this particular product was to be used uh, in the bathroom right so i noticed that the niche was perfect right i always talk about my smash hit product radar and that includes products that are very very high demand very low competition um, products that are low hassle so they're not going to break in shipping or cause you pain uh, when you're shipping them to customers and a gap in the marketplace and this product had all of these things. The marketplace was, there was a lot of sales going on. There weren't too many sellers, not too many reviews. And there was some problems with the most popular products. So I was like, okay, I can solve these problems, offer something better, something different. My product will stand out and the volume's there. So we'll get a ton of sales. So it was a really, really hot opportunity. So I, I actually imported my first batch uh, in September of, I believe it was 2016. Uh, for this particular product and we got them sent into the amazon warehouse now i was pretty confident it was going to sell had a little bit of capital behind me as well so i wasn't you know this wasn't in the beginning of my journey so my initial batch or my test batch was relatively large 500 units and my aim was to make profit with this initial test batch right i wasn't just going to try and break even to to validate the product and just to see if it worked i wanted to make profit and long story short it made a ton of profit like it did really really uh well and i think we got them into the warehouse it was either late september or early october shipped over by air because there wasn't too many of these products um and you know air shipping was cheaper it was much faster for us to just get it into the warehouse and get it to sell so it was going crazy this product was flying uh, through the shelves you know 20 25 sales a day and things were looking awesome and they sold really really well throughout christmas uh, january and it got to the point where i was running out of stock and i was like man i've really got to get some more of these things as soon as physically possible, right? Because I don't want to run out of stock um, and I want to keep the momentum going. And, you know, once you've got a decent private label product in, uh, it pretty much sells almost by itself. You need to manage the marketing like 10, 15 minutes a day, check your pay-per-click, maybe do a few few more promotions if you want to give it a boost, uh, tweak the listing. But it's relatively... 
uh, cells in the background, you know, on, on autopilot. So I was like, I want to get more of these in so I can keep the flow going. So I was talking to my supplier and I was trying to decide how many units I should order in order to save money, um, get a cheaper per unit cost, and also increase my profit margins, right? So I was like, what's the threshold where it's going to be cheaper per unit so I could get more profit per sale? And they actually said um, that I ordered 500 last time. If I wanted a significant discount, then I need to order 2,000 units, right? And last time as well, I'd got the boxes for the product made in the UK and I'd got one part of the product from China, the other part from a warehouse in the UK. So it was like a bundled thing all together and it was assembled in the UK and then sent into the warehouse. So I figured out that actually it was much cheaper to get the packaging made at the factory, order 2,000 units and then get the other product bundled with it in the UK and then sent on uh, into Amazon. So I was really, really excited. I'd been selling really, really well throughout the whole of the winter from about October to January and so I was like yeah I'm going to pull the trigger on this 2,000 units and it was going to cost me about $20,000 including shipping and everything else so this was my plan right I was like man this is going to keep selling it's going to be amazing so I ordered the 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 2,000 units they came on a boat right because we wanted cheaper shipping and just worked out that way we had to wait like four or five weeks for the for it to arrive sent it into the Amazon warehouse then once they arrived, we started to notice that the volume of the product wasn't quite as good as it was back in the winter. Like we realized, hang on a minute, like this thing is slowing down. Something must have happened here uh, that's affected it um, compared to how it was selling in the winter. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, the competition is the same, like the levels are the same. The demand's still there. People still buying it. Uh, there's still a gap in the marketplace. Right? We still filled a gap, offering a better product than everyone else. We bundled it with some other stuff, and we were a premium price. Like we were charging more than everyone else, but it's because our product was better. That's why it was selling. So I was like, "What is the thing that's affecting these sales?" And then I had to think about it. I was like, "What time of year do people usually use this product?" I mean, just from a common sense perspective. I kind of realized, actually, this product will probably be used more often in the winter, like when it's cold. So I was like, hmm, how can I test this theory? And I went on to a website called Google Trends, right? So this is what you can do if you want to check before you order 2,000 units of a product, a product seasonal uh, or not, and <laughs> actually see proof that your product sells all year round, or if it only sells in a certain time of year. And so I typed it in, and sure enough, there was a big spike from around about the autumn to the end of the winter, from around about September all the way till about February, March. That's when the product sold the most. And then the other months, the warmer months of the year in the UK, this product sold less. So I had basically done all this stuff backwards. Right, and, and, and I realized this after I imported a ton of products and I imported these at literally the worst possible period during the year. Now, luckily, I mean, it wasn't the end of the world. They still sold, right? It's just not at the volume they were selling. Um, so from a cash flow perspective, it was a bit annoying because, you know, I just spent 20 grand and I wasn't going to get the money back as quick as possible. But that wasn't all my money at the time. So, you know, it, it was fine. Um, and... 
come September, they were selling really, really well again. Um, and, uh, you know, the problem corrected itself. And now it's, you know, still one of my really, really uh, hot performing products. So, word of advice for you from experience, before you import any product, go to Google Trends, type in the product, and what you'll see is a graph, graph of the search volume on Google, how many people have been searching for this product uh, at different times of the year. So you can see, like, you know, over the past five years, there's been a spike in February. Well, then you'll know that if you do want to import this product, then definitely time it so you've got lots of stock around February. Now, some people say that you should avoid seasonal products altogether and just stick to evergreen products, products where the line is flat and it sells, you know, January through to December because then you'll get consistent sales all year round and, you know, that's awesome. And to be honest with you, if you can find products like that, it makes your life easier. However, don't be scared to to do seasonal products. Um, Just... The key thing with like any aspect of business is knowing the truth, right? Having the data available first before making these decisions and making your decisions based on evidence rather than things like hunches and like praying that it's going to work, right? So this is one of those things you can do to get more data, to get to understand the truth of how your product's going to work. Then you can be prepared. You'll know exactly what's going to happen. There are not going to be any nasty surprises. And you can make an informed decision on how many units to order, when to order, how to time it, and all that other good stuff. So I hope this uh, cautionary tale has been uh, helpful. hope you use that tip next time you're thinking about importing something. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers, take care, and uh, I'll catch you soon.